Wayne Darrell Salmon was born June 21, 1942, to Verdell and Marjorie Salmon. Dwayne grew up on a farm north of Arthur, Iowa, and was graduated from Ida Grove High School in 1960, where he played football. After graduation, he farmed with his father until he enlisted in the Marine Corps, serving from February 1962 to June 1966. On June 18, 1963, he married Karen Ernst in, I'm going to, let's see if I can get this, Kaniohi? All right, I got it. All right, Hawaii. They were blessed with three sons, John, Darren, and Dwayne Jr. In June of 1966, he worked for Bendix Field Engineering at the Apollo Tracking Station at Goldstone, California. During his time at the tracking station, he assisted with Apollo missions 1 through 12, which I think that's kind of cool. In 1970, Dwayne moved back to Ida Grove with his family. He began work at Gomeco Corp, starting in the factory and working his way to vice president. He retired in 2008. Dwayne was a farmer at heart and continued farming his land during his retirement with his son, Darren. God, family, and country were very important to Dwayne. He went to heaven peacefully, surrounded by his family. He was preceded in death by his parents and two sisters. The text for the message today will be is from Revelation 7. Grace, peace, and mercy to you from God our Father, Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. So, as a pastor, we have certain privileges. We have privileges to be a part of people's lives when they have a baptism, when they get married, be a part, take part in confirmations. We have the privilege of bringing communion to shut-ins, as I did for Dwayne for a few months. We have the privilege to visit people in the hospital. And one of the things that we have is to be there on the last days of a person's life. I know that sounds weird to say that's a privilege. It's the privilege not that they're... The privilege is primarily to bring the comfort of God's word in, in the moment when person is at their greatest need. And Revelation 7 is a passage that is actually part of a service that's known as the Commendation of the Dying. It's a service that sometimes a pastor gets to it, sometimes a pastor doesn't. It kind of depends on luck, somewhat. The service begins quite often with, into, my, into your hands I commend my spirit, the very words that Jesus said from the cross. It continues with the words that Come unto me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Very appropriate words for someone in a hospital bed. Then you hear the words of John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. And very quickly you get to hear what it means that God loves the world that way. You hear about the crucifixion. 
you hear about the resurrection. And because Jesus died on the cross and rose from the dead, so is the promise for those who believe in him. Well, Dwayne passed away on November 1st, 2022. In case you do not know, November 1st is All Saints Day. On a list of significant days on the church calendar for someone to pass away, All Saints Day is actually kind of one of the neater ones to have that happen. And if I don't, if you noticed, a lot of what you have in the service is the All Saints Day liturgy. Well, I should say the proper, the readings. Revelation 7 sits at the center of it. It says this, After this I looked and behold, a great multitude that no one could number, from every nation, from all tribes and peoples, and languages standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands, and crying out with a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God, who sits on the throne and to the Lamb, and all the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures. And they fell on their faces before the throne and worshipped God, saying, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. So you have this image. This multitude that no one can number, robed in white, holding palm branches. Why palm branches? Because in the Mediterranean ancient world, palm branches were a sign of victory. And so they are standing, a number that no one can number. The elder addressed me. Who are these clothed in white robes? And from where have they come? I said to him, Sir, you know. And he said to me, These are the ones coming out of the great tribulation. Did you catch that? Coming. Does it say these are the ones that will come out of the great tribulation? It does not say that these are the ones who have come out of the great tribulation. It says these are the ones coming out of the great tribulation. Why is that significant? And by the way, I don't know if you noticed, I read a gradual. We normally don't do a gradual for a funeral. But I wanted to because those specific words were in there. These are the ones coming out of the great tribulation. What's the great tribulation? Is it some future event that we're waiting for? There's a lot of people that made a lot of money predicting when the end of the world's going to happen and when that great tribulation's going to happen. Or is it something that's already happened? No, the key in that verb is coming. It's an ongoing verb. What's the great tribulation? Life. Life is the great tribulation. Ever since Adam and Eve, they told not to partake of that fruit, and they did. They fell into sin, and the very first, very visible consequence of it was Cain murdering Abel. And the sin trickled, the effects of sin trickled all throughout the ages, throughout the histories. 
all the way down to this very day, and it is exactly why we are here today. The great tribulation you have definitely known it these last few months. For Dwayne, as his health declined, this is the great tribulation. This is a consequence of the fall. Not because of any one sin that anyone's committed, but the sin that began with our very first parents. But note that these ones robed in white, they are coming out of it. There's a reason why this is said at bedsides when somebody is dying. There's a reason why this is said, read on All Saints Day. Because we actually read it when we were right over there. John 14. Jesus said right before he was crucified, the night before he was crucified, in my Father's house are many rooms. If any, does anybody know what it says in the King James? My Father's house are many what? Mansions. And by the way, that will get reflected in our closing hymn. See, there's this wonderful image that Dwayne on Tuesday, when he was in that hospital, he breathed his last breath on this earth. He breathed it anew, not in another hospital room, but in a mansion, in the Father's house. Because you see, when we read about these are the ones coming out of the Great Tribulation, this is one of the few texts in the entire Bible that are past, present, past tense, future tense, present tense. Whenever you read it, it is actually ongoing. He joined this group. When you read that he sees this vision of People from every nation of all tribes and peoples and languages, great multitude that no one could number, with palm branches in their hands. Guess what? Dwayne's one of those people. That's him. He has washed his their robe, his robe, and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Believe it or not, I don't wear this just because I like wearing white robes. In fact, these kind of get sweaty. So, because this polyester, it's horrible, especially in the summer. But the reason why we wear it is it's a, it's a preview of coming attractions. Every single child of God, Dwayne, when he was baptized, received a robe of righteousness. He was clothed in the righteousness of Christ. And that robe is what he is living in at this very moment. Washed in the blood shed by Jesus on the cross. He lives in his presence. He stands in his presence. He's not affected by cancer. He is in the presence of the Lamb. That's even why sometimes you see churches will have, if we have a full casket, you have the funeral pall right over it. Again, reminder that the person is robed 
in the righteousness of Christ. Therefore, he is before the throne of God, serving him day and night in his temple. Dwayne's God sits on the throne and he shelters Dwayne with his presence. Dwayne shall hunger no more, neither thirst any more. The sun shall not strike him, nor any scorching heat. And because we're in Iowa, I always have to say blistering cold or burying snow. Fortunately, we were, we were spared of that this morning. For the lamb in the midst of the throne is his shepherd. And he guides him to springs of living water. And God wipes away every tear from his eyes. Every time he comes to hear the word, every time that I would bring the Lord's Supper, or he received the Lord's Supper at this altar, was a foretaste of this reality. This is why in the early church they would refer to the altar as a portal, the place where heaven and earth meet. And by the way, the altar is not just here, it was that kitchen table, or the table in the hospital room. That was the altar, wherever the body and blood of Jesus was present, wherever it was celebrated. That was the altar. That was the place where heaven and earth met. And that's where the taste of heaven could be received. All Saints Day was a day that was established many over a thousand years ago. Because they realized there's all different days. There's days for people like the Apostle Peter, the Apostle Paul. There's a day for Martin Luther and all these great heroes of the faith. But the thing is, there are so, so many people of faith. There's way more than there are 365 days in a year. So they needed a day to remember those who were faithful unto death. Dwayne confessed his Lord. He knew who his shepherd was. He confessed him. And so All Saints Day is a day for him. That's why tonight and tomorrow his name will be said. You will hear a the bell will be tolled, remembering him. But we also celebrate the Lord's Supper tonight, tomorrow. And when you come to that altar, what do we call it? We call it holy what? Communion. Because we, the communion of saints, gather. Not we are the church militant. We are still on this earth for a reason. As long as we draw a breath, we have a purpose. Dwayne served in the military. A soldier has a mission. We have a mission. We are missionaries. Called to glorify our God, to give glory to him. But he, caught, he invites us to this table as the church militant. He feeds us with his body and blood by which we are united to Christ. But on the other side, this is something that's here, I don't know if you know this, we're kind of like a half square. Some churches will have like a half circle. I've actually saw this in Europe once, where they had a church where they would have 
they would only have a half circle and make sure it was empty on the other side. They could have filled the whole circle, but they only did the half. And the reason is, is because that other side is the church triumphant. That's where Dwayne is. When you receive the bread and wine, which is the body and blood of Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins, you are united to Dwayne. You're having dinner with him. The feast of the Lamb. Until the day comes, we join him in the resurrection of the body, the life of the world to come. To the Lamb of God be all glory. In Jesus' name. Grace, peace, and mercy of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, keep you in the one true faith, to life everlasting. Amen. <laughs>